0: Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. So um, I just just really appreciate um, Pastor Josh and uh, Ashley for allowing me to come and pour into you all. That's not an easy feat, and that's not an not a easy thing to give your congregation up to somebody. So I do not take his trust for granted, and I'm so glad to be here for you, with you all. So you do have to promise me that you will speak back to me, because I can't see you. Amen? So. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, Y'all, give it up to that amazing worship team. Like, she was preaching my word in her song. So I was like, all right, come through, God. You got a word for us today. And um, I'm so, so excited about it. And I love God so much because he has a way of confirming things even before we speak them. I had two phone calls yesterday that confirmed this word as well. So I'm so excited to be sharing this with you all today. So let's jump right into it. So if you all could please stand with me. And they'll have it up. We're going to read Judges 6, 11 through 24, and then I'll tell you the title of my message. Judges 6, 11 through 24. And give it up for Hunter, who's going to be here with me. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah, not Oprah, Ophrah, okay, that belonged to Joash the Abizraed, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, (laughs) Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and you bring, me, and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went inside, prepared a young goat, and from an ephah, a flower, he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in the basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. The angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock, and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand fire flared up from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, oh, alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it the Lord is peace to this day, it stands in orphra of the Abiz rites. Mm-hmm. Today's message is titled, I'm Struggling to Believe God. You may be seated. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much for this time, Lord God. We know that it's your, it's your love that allows us to be here right now. We thank you so much for coming to get us. Lord, you tear down every lie. Lord God, and you... And you come and get us from the place that we are, Lord God. And if we're honest in our hearts right now, Lord God, we're struggling to believe you. So, God, help us today to understand who you are and help us to not struggle and believe your word. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. So, just give a little backstory. The Israelites did it again. They disobeyed God. You all are familiar with the story of the Israelites. They got out of Egypt, delivered by Moses, 40 years. 11 day journey took 40 years. And why? Because they kept being disobedient. How many times do you got to get popped in the head to realize that I probably should obey God's word? But again, but the children of Israel did it again. They did. Evil in the sight of the Lord, which caused them to be in captivity by the Midianites for seven years. Disobedience caused them to be oppressed for seven years. That's not one day, that's seven years. Their lives were lived in utter turmoil because the Midianites were so oppressive. Not only did the Midianites oppress them, the Midianites called their neighbors and say, hey, come on, come on over here. Um, get some of their cattle, get some of their food, and we'll just stump on them like locusts, and we'll just come and get everything that they have. And they did. Like, how many of you know you get people invite you to the cookout, and then they bring five friends with them? That's not, that's not fair. I didn't prepare enough food for you. But welcome, you know. And, but the Midianites did that. And they ate all their food in their livestock. It got so bad, the Israelites cried out to God, God, this is too much. Come save us. God is so compassionate because he heard their cry. Seven years. It took them seven years to cry out. Seven years to say, God, this is too much. Look, every time we do something, it's, it's getting attacked. Every time we grow something, they come in and get it. They're inviting their friends. God, this is too much. God has said, okay, I hear you. And God is so good because he actually told them why they were in the position that they were in. He had to let them know that they were in the predicament they were in because of disobedience. So oftentimes, we get ahead of God and think we know what we're doing. He tells us to do one thing and we go do another thing. He doesn't And God is so good, he doesn't impose on our free will. He's like, okay, you want to do that? Okay, I love you, but you still have to reap the consequences that come from that. So God sent an angel to a man by the name of Gideon, who God was going to use to deliver the Israelites. When the angel appeared to Gideon, the angel said something to Gideon that shocked and appalled him. In actuality, it raised some internal struggles and questions that leads to the message today. So verse 12 says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon was like, "Hmm. I don't know who this person is. And I don't know who he's talking to. (laughs) Honey, do you know who he's talking to? (laughs) The Lord is with us. Mighty warrior. Hmm, Gideon was in conflict because what the angel of the Lord was saying to him and what Gideon was currently experiencing did not match. How do you come and say the Lord is with us and I'm a mighty warrior, but if you see my external circumstances, they do not match what you're talking about. So Gideon was struggling to believe what the angel was saying. There were too many things in his heart that was blocking him from receiving that Word, So I believe God sent me here today for us, for him to reveal things in our heart that is blocking us from believing him. Because we, we can put on this face and be like, yeah, I'm a Christian. I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? But internally in my heart, like, no, God can't do that. He's not going to do that. How can I I get that from God? No, 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 no. So with the help of the Holy Spirit, these things will be revealed today. So Gideon struggled, and I believe God is wanting to reveal uh, to us the struggle number one, and that's the struggle with disappointment. Verse 13 says, Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Y'all, Gideon was disappointed because his daddy and his mama told him, yeah, God is a great God. He delivered us out of Egypt. But Gideon was like in conflict. He's like, but if that's the same God that you're talking about, why is he allowing us to suffer under the Midianites? How can I believe a God when my current circumstance says otherwise? Also, we've been oppressed for seven years. That's not a good God. This is seven years. I don't, need to, I don't, I don't think I have to cry out for a God to know that if I'm really his child, that he should see me being oppressed. I'm mad. I'm mad. Nothing is going to change, because if it hasn't changed by now, it's not going to. The feeling of abandonment and disappointment were prevalent. we got to define disappointment because disappointment can really block us from believing in God, and I know that the Holy Spirit is working right now to be like, what disappointment in my heart, if I'm being really truthful, what disappointment in my heart right now has caused me not to believe God and take him at his word. So disappointment is a result of having expectations that are not met. The expectations may be too high, irrational, or unrealistic. Continuous exposure to unmet expectations may threaten the emotional and physical well-being of a person, resulting in symptoms and effects such as depression, anger, apathy, denial, and fear. Let's bring it to us. In our lives, we have experienced many disappointments. We've set out to do some things, and they didn't work the way that we thought it should. I'm embarrassed, scared to go out on the limb again. Like, last time I did that, God, it didn't work. I took you at your word. I said I wanted to do that, and I did, and I got disappointed. I don't want to do that. People say you're a good father, but the bad things keep happening to me. I wanted to see my mom healed, but she died anyway. I'm disappointed. My friend committed suicide, and I thought you was going to save him. I'm disappointed. I've asked you to take this particular struggle away, but I keep following and going through cycles. I put my trust in you, but it seems like nothing is really happening. I feel like you're not there. But even when Gideon was telling him all those things, he told him to go forth. I was like, man, what? (laughs) Do you not hear my heart? Do you not understand what I'm going through, this disappointment? But he said, go forth. Which leads to the second struggle that causes us not to believe God, and that's the struggle with our identity. Verse 15 says, Pardon me, my Lord. Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. So by this time, Gideon is thinking that this angel has lost his mind. Like, do you see me? I know, I know Conrad over there got, got six packs and, you know, and, 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 and muscles, and his, and, his, and his tribe is, they're huge. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you go ask them? Because if you look at me, I'm shriveled. I'm small. I'm, I, I, I can't really do this. But not only that, I am the least in my family. When I go home, I'm the black sheep. When I go home, they look over me. They tell me to go do everything. They don't care about me. Y'all, it is hard to accept a belief about yourself when the internal self-talk, circumstances, and current conditions are saying otherwise. You're calling me a mighty man of God and a mighty warrior, but I feel like a failure. As a matter of fact, shame tells me I am a failure. You're calling me a mighty woman of God, but I got pregnant out of wedlock. How can you use me when I feel so ashamed about having a kid? You're calling me a mighty man of God, and my business failed. You're calling me a mighty man of God, but my identity was taken when I was young. They took my identity. So who is this mighty man of God? Because I feel so low. I feel unworthy. I feel ashamed. And you still calling me a mighty man of God? Because years and years of the same thing and never feeling like much can cause one to not understand who they are. So when you look in the mirror... When people give you a compliment, it's just like, no, I don't know what you see. (laughs) Because I know this person behind closed doors. And it's something else that you're not saying. Also, when our identities are not established, we will have the tendency to compare, which affirms our low self esteem and how we feel about ourselves. Getting compared to the other people to be like, oh, I'm the least of them. You see Fred, he got a new car. He just got a new 3,000 square foot house. He got a perfect wife and perfect kids. Do you see Charles over there? Charles be in the gym every day, all day. And I got this big old eight pack of hamburgers. His career it's taken off. Did y'all see him on Forbes? Ugh. Oh, I've been holding this secret for a long time. I've been holding this for a long time. Somebody stole my identity. Somebody touched me. When I was a little girl, when I was a little boy, a family member took my identity So who is this mighty man of valor? Who is this mighty man of God? Who is that mighty woman of God? When we don't know who we are, we are susceptible to living a life lower than what was planned for us. We accept mediocrity when God has called us to an abundant life. Self-worth, self-esteem, It's all in the identity of Christ. So if we do not walk into who God says we are, we will live a life that is in Laudabar. I don't deserve that. I don't deserve an abundant life. I don't deserve to be able to live more than enough. I don't deserve that type of money. I don't deserve that type of car. I don't deserve that type of peace. Because I'm less than. Y'all, God's identity has nothing to do with the outer appearance. Just because someone looks successful on the outside does not mean that they're successful on the inside. People put on facades because of the internal pain that they're feeling. If I'm successful, then that means I can escape reality from having to deal with the crap that I'm dealing with. I'm successful, but I'm also an alcoholic. I'm successful, but I'm also addicted to drugs. You don't see that. And you're worried about it. We're worried about all the glitz and the glamour, but we do not know the struggle behind closed doors. So that's why God's identity for our lives is so important, because we will not have the option to compare. You're more than enough. You deserve it. It starts from the internal belief in the heart, which affects the outer person. We gotta start with this thing first. People can see all of this outside and like, hey, what's up? (laughs) But do you hear my pain? Do you feel my pain? With all my jokes, can you hear me crying out? With the things that I do, do you see that I don't know myself? Which leads to the next thing. The last struggle that God wants us to reveal to us is the struggle with our faith. Verse 17 says, Gideon replied, if now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Give me a sign that it's really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. Gideon needed to make sure that this was really God speaking. He couldn't just take the angel of the Lord at his word. Y'all, seven years of pain, seven years of heartache, seven years of being oppressed. Like, I'm not going to take your word. Like, seven years of this is like, I've been crying out to you anyway and you have done nothing. So not only am I disappointed, not only is my identity out of whack, but how can I have faith in a God that let his people suffer? We have to ask these real questions because a lot of Christians are walking the streets with these questions and things in their heart and God is wanting to reveal it today. Because this is the time to be real and to open up a heart because that's true intimacy. It's like, God, give me, I'm going to show you and tell you the real things in my heart right now. I'm mad at you. I can't have faith in you when, I, when I've gone through so much. How? How? When we've been disappointed so many times, it's hard to believe a God and walk in faith. That's like a kid whose father said, I'm going to come and get you and take you to the baseball game. But the father never shows up. Not one time, ten times. You've lost faith in your father. No, I'm not going to get dressed up. I'm not going to wear my favorite Cubs jersey today. I'm not going to put on my favorite hat because the last nine times that he did this, he did not show up. And then the 10th time, he did it again. So I've lost faith in my father. And I believe God wants to deal with that too, that father wound. He wants to heal that father wound. So all in all, we do not want to be let down again. We had faith a long time ago, seven years to be exact, so it's just not easy to get hurt again, so we protect ourselves. And we can tell we're out of faith when we need a sign or operating on feelings. I need to feel this. God, if you want me to start this business, I need you to map out the next ten steps, then I'll take the first step. If you want me to marry this person, you got to show me all their life. And what it's going to be like, where we're we going to stay, what we're we going to do and all that, then I'll take the first step. That's not faith. Faith is taking the first step when all the details are not there because you trust God enough to be able like, you're going to handle every single thing up ahead of me. So God wants to deal with these struggles, the struggle of Disappointment. The struggle in our identity, who we are, and the struggle with our faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. This is the word of God. It is impossible to please God without faith. Y'all, God is so compassionate. Because he knows the state that we're in, and it still doesn't move him. He knows you're struggling, but he still is not moving. He's saying, you're still my son. He knows the struggle that you're having right now. He said, you're still my daughter. This don't move me. Tell me about your disappointments, because he knows why we were put on this earth. And he has calculated and taken into consideration every single roadblock that we could encounter to use it for his glory. You're asking, how is Isaiah. How do we deal with these struggles? How do I deal with disappointment? How do I deal with not knowing my identity? And how do I deal with the struggle in my faith? Number one, obey his word. A lot of disappointment comes from us being God in our own life. Verse 10 says, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. A lot of disappointment in our lives can be saved just by obeying God. If he says don't do it, don't do it. If he says go, go. That can save a lot of disappointment. But also when we obey his word. That's a love relationship. God says, "If you really love me, you'll keep my commands." This is how we deal with the struggle of disappointment, is to fall back in love with God again. And intimacy deals with you telling your pain to your partner, those who are married. It's not all glitz and glamour and roses. Like God, my heart is hurting. I'm disappointed. And God is like, yep, I know. Now, let my word heal you. He said he draws near to the brokenhearted. That's in his word. And he binds up their wounds. That's his word. So you got to be like, God, teach me how to fall back in love with you. Don't let this disappointment cause me to miss out just us having just time alone with each other because I have something pretense in my heart that I'm not telling you because I'm mad at you. Fall back in love with God again. Just make it simple. God, I want to fall back in love with you. And that starts by me obeying your word because you never left. You seem distant, but that's me that walked away, not you because nothing can separate me from the love of God. Number two, this is how we deal with the struggle of identity, identity. Let his word tell you who you are. Let the word of God tell you who you are because the enemy does not play fair. Because he's going to play on all those disappointments that you've had in your life and be like, yep, see, God don't care about you. You are a failure. God don't care about you. You are a loser. God don't care about you. You will be alone for the rest of your life. And God is like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm right here. Nothing can separate you from me. I have washed away all your sins. I, as a matter of fact, when you confess them, I'll never, I'll never remember them. But I'm also calling you a mighty man of valor, a mighty warrior. No matter what your external says, my word says you are called, you are chosen, you are royalty. That's what the Word of God says, no matter what the enemy is saying, because we got to take every single thought captive to the obedience of Christ because that's the enemy's plot is to get in our mind. That's why the mind is the battlefield. God, show me who I am no matter what I feel. That's why faith does not deal with feelings and emotions because they're up and down, up and down. That's why I'm depressed because I can't find a balance. But there is balance in the Word of God. God, center me. Keep me right here until I understand and you give me a revelation of your word that no matter what I feel, no matter what I'm hearing from the enemy, Lord God, your word is there to walk with me in the valley of the shadow of death, Lord God. Your word is there. Even when I'm on the mountaintop, your word is there. Show me who I am. So if you call me a mighty warrior, that's who I am. Silence the enemy. Just because you feel weak doesn't mean that you are weak. When I am weak, that's when he's strong. The power of the word has the ability to transform our lives. God, show me who I am. When I wake up in the morning, let me just let you sing songs over me. Lord, I wake up in the morning and brand new mercies I've seen. That's what your word says. Also, stop comparing. In this society of social media and all that glitz and glamour, stop comparing because Jesus paid a mighty price for you. You alone, not your mama, not your daddy, not your friend. Not the, not the co-worker that always come in the, in the office looking like she has it all together. Because you can't compare your insides to somebody outside. It's about the heart. That same coworker is always gossiping, always going through something, always got a boyfriend that she done broke up with. That's a sign of no peace. But you, on the other hand, like I don't have to compare because if God is great for them he gonna be great for me because why I am a son and you are daughters sons and daughters so I don't have to compare to the next person if they're getting all these great glitz and glam praise god I mean I mean cheer them on don't be hating Because the same God that is the father to them is the same God that's the father to you. God is big. He is huge. There's enough in his house for you. For you. Out of all the billions of people on this world, God is still caring about you. God says, I am concerned about every concern that you have in your life. Like, you got time for that? You know all these billions of people that's calling you, and you still got time for me? Linda, Linda, listen to me. (laughs) And he's like, yep. Because he's a very big God. And he says, if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. So if he did it for Charles, he'll do it for you. Lastly, take God at his word simple. All this goes back to God's word. Number 14, it says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Gideon was given all these excuses of why he couldn't do something and the angel of the Lord was still telling him, still go. Still go. Am I not sending you? Then he said again, the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Gideon's like, no, no, good sir, you don't understand. And then lastly, because of his faith, he said, yes, I will wait until you return. God is giving us his word. No matter what excuses we have, if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And put it back in God's face. God, you said in your word, according to Zechariah 8, 9, or whatever that is, your promise says this. Your promise promise still stands great as your faithfulness. That's a good song. But God is asking us to take him at his word, and he will get rid of all the disappointment. He will let you know who you are and he will show you where you need to go and how you're going to be that mighty man of valor and how you're going to do great things and how you're going to change the world. He's going to show you. He's just waiting Be like I've already sent you. I've already called you because everything that God is going to do, he has already done. It is our faith that is going to move and push things forward. God's just like I'm just waiting on you. Why does all this matter? When God does this, this is where you're going to find that internal peace. You're going to find internal peace because when we take God at his word... And when we're able to reveal every single thing in our hearts, and when we reveal to him, God, I don't know who I am, and he is going to bring his word and, and be intimate with us and shower us with his spirit and shower us with his presence and shower us with, with his love, peace is going to find us, and it's going to be infinite because it's internal. It, is, it doesn't have anything to do with the external. This is where joy comes from. This is where peace comes from. Because he says, when Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace! Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it the Lord is Peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah of the Abiz rites God is saying, Peace. You are not going to die. With the disappointments with not knowing your identity, and with the struggle of your faith. He speaks peace to you right now. Receive his peace. The peace that surpasses all understanding. That's all I have for today. So if we could please just stand. If this word was for you, just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. I feel like I wasn't talking to myself. God wants to deal with what we're struggling with. Struggle no more. No more disappointment. And if you are disappointed, tell him. If you're struggling with your identity, tell him so he can show you who you are. And if you're struggling with your faith and to move forward, tell him he's going to show you so father thank you so much for your word thank you so much that we can count on your word lord god of you speaking to us lord god because we know that your word comes from your mouth and it comes from your heart lord god and you say that if you said that you said you're going to do it if you promised that you're going to do it lord god So, Lord God, we just bind the enemy right now in the name of Jesus that is putting all these thoughts in our heads and all these visions of who we are not, Lord God. And let your word overshadow us, Lord God, and tell us who we are. Let our faith arise, Lord God. Let the word take root in our hearts right now in the name of Jesus. So, therefore, we only see you, Lord God, and we see all the great things that you have for us, Lord God. No matter our past, Lord God, you are there to walk us through it, Lord God. Your word is there to give us peace, Lord God, in the midst of the storm, Lord God. Help us to believe you, oh God. Help us to believe you, oh God. A lot of things have happened in our lives, Lord God, and we are praying right now that you heal it from the little baby, Lord God, all the way to the adult right now, Lord God. Heal every disappointment, Lord God. Restore everybody's identity right now, Lord God. We we just honestly say, God, we do not know who we are. Help us to understand who we are, Lord God. We see weak, you see strong. We see shame, and you see forgiven. We see low life, you say abundant life. Thank you. Restore our faith. Help us to believe what you said, Lord God, and we will walk boldly into who we are because people's lives are counted on our lives, and we thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen.